you are listening to By the Book. Because if you don't look at the world through the Bible, you will never see it right. Welcome to By the Book. This is Alan Griffith, your host for episode 13. And I'm glad you're listening. Today, I want to talk about men. The need for men to step up to accept their God-given role, their God-given responsibility. In our ministry, Biblical Family Ministries, we hold a men's conference every year, and I'm one of the men, so I'm included with the challenges that come. But I always tell the men this, the reason we have a men's conference is because men are the problem. But if men are the problem, then that means that men also can be the solution. And I believe that with all my heart. I believe the problem today is men who will not be or endeavor to be what God wants them to be. Now, you know, if you and I go back to the beginning of time, we find that in creation, God established a societal order. God established marriage. One man, one woman, for life. Now, marriage is in trouble today, and we'll be talking about that along the way. And this standard that God established has been violated and is being violated day after day after day. And I know there are reasons why people say, well, we had a marriage, but we had problems. We ended up divorced and so on. I understand that. I grew up in a divorce setting. I grew up with a single mom. My folks were divorced when I was three years old, and then I saw others in our family get divorced. I know the heartache that comes with all of that, but I still go back to the basics. I go back to what God established and what God still desires, marriage, one man, one woman for life. Now, you can't change the past. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're dealing with. You and I cannot change the past. But wherever we are in life, we need to get to the Word of God and say, I'm going to endeavor from this point forward to be the person, to be the man, the husband, the father, whatever it might be that God wants me to be. Now, in creation, God established family, two parents, one man, one woman. In creation, God also established male leadership. The man is supposed to be the head of his wife. The man is supposed to be the head of his family. He is to provide leadership in the community. He is to provide leadership in the nation. Men have failed miserably, and I'm one of them. We men have failed miserably. And especially in this day where men are being hit hard on every side, it is time for men to say, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be the man that God wants me to be. Now, let me just go back and read a couple of places in the scripture where some of the things that I've just alluded to were talked about and established. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Verse 28, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish or fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. That was the creative work of God. If we go on to chapter 2 in Genesis, we find that God creates a man. He puts the man in the Garden of Eden. He gives assignments to him as to how he is to live. He gives some requirements to him. He is not supposed to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He establishes the man, Adam, puts him in the garden, sets those standards, and then in chapter 2, verse 18, we read this, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. So God creates the man, and then the, the record of God is this. He saw that it wasn't good for the man to be alone. He determined that he would make him a help meet. Now, the term in the original is basically a helper, but a helper has to be meet or fit for the one that he or she is going to help. So verse 18 is saying this, that God said he was going to make a helper for the man, and that's the lady's role. She's the helper, and she is to be meet. She is to be fit for the man. So that's that was the plan of God. So he creates the man. He creates the woman to be the helper to the man. Now, I often say, how's a woman supposed to help? Well, a woman can only know how to help when she's got a man who's sold out to God, and he understands what life is all about. He wants to live for God. He wants to have a family for God. A lady can respond to that and say, I want to be part of that. I want to be the helper. Wonderful concepts that God gave us. Now, Genesis 2, verse 24. At this point, Eve has already been created, and now God talks about marriage and family going forward. And here's what he says in verse 24 of Genesis 2. He said, therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother. Now, he doesn't leave them in the sense of not loving them anymore, but he typically physically leaves them. He, in a sense, emotionally leaves them. The term is very strong. He abandons them with a particular thought in mind, and here it is. The man shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. The man leaves his parents. He cleaves to his wife. To cleave means to, to pursue, to win over, and then to to stay with for the rest of one's life. And then these two, the man and woman, will be one flesh. Now listen, woe unto the man who doesn't understand that he has to leave his parents. He loves them, 
but he's not accountable to them anymore. He's not answerable to them anymore. He now stands, once he gets married, as the head of his own home. He is responsible and accountable to God. He's got a wife. He is to take care of her and pour his life into her. And humanly speaking, she has to be first in his life. That's what God intended. That's what God planned. And then we get to chapter 4 in Genesis. We simply read this. Adam knew Eve, his wife. She conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep. Cain was a tiller of the ground. And I'm not going to go into the whole story of Cain and Abel. But I want you to think about what God intended, what God desired, what God established at the very beginning of time. The man to be the leader of his home, marriage, one man, one woman for life, a family where parents are able to bring little ones into the world to raise them and love them, train them for Christ. And the man has to accept the role of leader. So where are we today? Think about our society today. We have gay marriage, two men or two women. That's not of God. That's not the plan of God. Just read the Bible. You'll know what God intends. But we've got gay marriage. Then we got transgenderism. We got transgender marriage and all of that confusion. Then we have cohabitation. We got a lot of people who are living together who are not married. They have no concern for marriage. By the way, God established marriage. God established that. So we have cohabitation. We have no marriage. And then, as I've already uh, alluded to it, I'm sorry to talk about it, but we have divorce and remarriage. Now, if you're remarried, okay, you are where you are. You better be the best you can be for God. You can't change the past, but I want to settle in our minds. I want to settle it for the sake of young people. And when I preach on these things in a church and talk about them, I know that things that are said can hurt because sometimes we're in a situation and we feel now we're, we're re-victimized and, and we're guilty and so on. Listen, I talk about marriage and divorce not to ever hurt the person who's in that situation, but I talk about it for the sake of kids. I talk about it so young boys will grow up realizing that when they get married, they better find the right girl because they're going to be married for life. That's the intent. That's the plan. And the same thing for young women to grow up realizing I better marry the right guy because I need to submit to his headship and leadership for the rest of my life. That's why we talk about those things. So where are we? Again, gay marriage, transgenderism, cohabitation, divorce, remarriage. Oh, my. It's not going to stop. We can't stop that. But we better each think about where we are and how we're living. And then we have gay parents, uh, gay couples adopting children. We have single parents mostly moms, but at least 40% of young people today are growing up in a single-parent home, some of them growing up with their par- their parents or their grandparents instead of their father and their mother. We have a lot of irresponsible men, 
a lot of men who won't uh, take responsibility and accept the obligation that they have as a husband, as a father. And then quite frankly, we have a lot of aggressive women who want to take the role of leadership in the family, uh, in the community, in the nation, and so on. And by the way, I don't condemn any individual woman for the for the role that she finds in life, unless it's immoral and ungodly and so on. But there is a movement today to put men down. And it's coming from all directions. It's coming politically. It's coming socially. It's coming in entertainment. It's coming in all ways. And it's time for men to stand up and step up and be what they ought to be. And then we have kids. Oh, kids are suffering today. Kids are suffering in family settings sometimes because the family's out of order. Kids are on their own more than ever before with both parents working and such. And then there are many young people who are in gangs and they're finding their security in the gang rather than in loving parents. And we could go on and on and on and talk about society's ills. Our society is so far away from what God intends and God desires. It is an absolute tragedy. Well, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? And again, I'm talking with regard to men. Certainly, if you're a lady, you need to think about what you're going to do, but you need to do it in harmony with the Scripture. And right now, I want to focus on a challenge for us men. What are we going to do? This past year in our men's conference, our theme verse was 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 13, and I really should have included verse 14. I did not, but we're going to include that in our discussion here uh, today and, and perhaps next time as well. But I want to read to you 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 and 14. Here's what Paul said. Watch ye. Stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong let all your things be done with charity. That term charity from the biblical concept of love, agape. What a challenge. And the challenge is directed toward men. And so if you're a man listening today, I want you to listen again as I read it. And we're going to talk about what these challenges should mean to us. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong, let all your things be done with charity. So the opening statement, just a little phrase, a little two-word phrase, says to us, watch ye, watch ye. What's that mean? Well, it means wake up. Wake up, be awake, keep awake, be watchful, be vigilant, be aware of the times that we live in, be aware of what's going on in the world, and there's a lot going on 
Internationally, there's a lot going on. Domestically, there's an awful lot going on in terms of education, in terms of uh, political confusion, in terms of the economy, in terms of the border, and in terms of, of societal views, and so much going on. Well, you and I need to take a look at that, be aware of it, and you and I need to evaluate it. What is going on in this world, and where do I fit in? Evaluate yourself. Evaluate your own situation. There's the world out there. What about me? What am I doing? How am I living? Measure yourself against God's standards. We're going to be talking about some of those standards. But we need to each measure ourselves against God's standards. We don't measure ourselves against people. If I look around at people, I'm going to find somebody who I think in one way or another is better than me. I'm going to find people who I think one way or another are worse than me or whatever it might be. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean one thing. What you and I need to do is take a look at ourselves, comparing ourselves to the standards and values that God has given us. Now, here's the thing. We cannot change other people. Boy, I'd like to. I'd like to change other people, but we can't. But by God's grace, we can move toward what he wants us to be. God, show me what you want me to be as a man. Show me how I am supposed to live. Now, the next statement is important. Watch ye. And then Paul writes this, stand fast in the faith. Stand fast in the faith. If we're going to be the men that God wants us to be, we're going to have to give heed to this challenge. Stand fast in the faith. Now listen, it is not stand fast in faith. This is not an appeal to our personal faith whether my faith is strong or weak. It isn't that. Whether I'm stepping out and living by faith, it isn't that. The challenge is stand fast in the faith. Faith is preceded by the definite article, the faith. What does it mean to stand fast in the faith? What is the faith? Well, you see, the faith is Christian doctrine. It's the doctrine that God has given us in the Bible. And we need to identify what is the faith and then determine we're going to stand fast. Let me remind you, we don't have much time here, but let me remind you of Jude, just one chapter, verses three and four. He said, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly, listen to it, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered, once and for all delivered unto the saints. Now, we're going to talk more about that in our next episode. I hope you'll be back with us 
I hope you'll give consideration to what it means for you and for me to step up, to accept the responsibilities that God has given us as men, to be the men that God wants us to be. Lord bless you till next time.